Patriots Monday and Friday. 93.7 WEEI-FM and HD1, Lawrence, Boston. We're always live on the free Odyssey app. This hour of the Rich Key Show is brought to you by FindMassMoney.gov. The Rich Keith Show. Here we go. You're now rocking with the Rich Keith Show on your radio. You got the chronicles from a topical, comical, and knowledgeable Boston sports talker dropping in hotter than a tropical climate. Breaking news, he supplies it, and you want the truth? Scoops Keith will find it. He's talking about all the sports, and he's also a hashtag dork. And the father of two sweet daughters, the leader of your squad for you evening marauders and night commuters. Tune in and sit tight, 6 to 10, more like 6 to midnight, ow. The mic's hot on the Night's Watch crew, Celtics, Bruins, Pats, and Red Sox too. Doing this since the Rich Keith Project. Now we've got podcasts and Twitch stream content. KWFE on WEEI, it's the Rich Keith Show, so here's your guy. All right, welcome to a Thursday night edition of the Rich Keefe Show here on WEEI with Andy Hart. It's a blink-and-you'll-miss-it type of program as we have BC football coming up at 6.30. So, Hart, we don't have a lot of time. We need to make the most of it. Let's start with the Boston Celtics getting a shorthanded win last night. What was your uh, your takeaway from the C's 10-point win over the Sixers? Uh, I thought it was interesting in its ho-humness that without Jalen Brown, without Kristaps Porzingis, you go to Philadelphia where you already lost, and you just kind of went about your business. You built a lead, you lost the lead, then you finished the deal. Um, it didn't take anything remarkable. Yeah, I mean, you had some guys play well, but nothing. I was really, really impressed with that win. When you're down two of your big three, and I think that's what left um, Joel Embiid like, yeah, we had a couple things, but, I mean, that's the best team in basketball over there. Yeah. And Denver might have something to say with that out west, but... That's what was remarkable to me is it was unremarkable. Yeah, right. Like nobody – it wasn't like, like Tatum went crazy no. or even on the other side, it's not like it was the worst night ever for Embiid or the worst night ever for nope. Maxi or anything like that. No, the Celtics, it was a weird first half, right? They go out to this huge lead in the first quarter. They give it right back in the second. Yep. And then they were just really solid in the second half. And with all the questions about the, the bench that have been brought up this year, right, and then you take away two of your starters – Two of your four or five best players and Sam Hauser starting, Al Horford starting. You're like, what is the bench even going to look like? And they were fine. They were fine. Mm-hmm. Like, they got contribution. Like, they got a really good Al Horford game, which to me was important to see because I was wondering how much more of that there is, right? Like, last year, it was early in the season, then kind of faded. His overall shooting percentages were great, but then come playoff time, you couldn't rely on them. And, you know, we're a long ways from that. But some of the early going games, I'm like, Man, is he just washed, or does he have it in him? And he he still has it in him, and it was on both ends. Like, he had some good trips against Joel Embiid, which is also a big question you have. If if these teams face each other in a series again, you know, who's going to slow down or get in the way of Joel Embiid? Yeah, we have that for a while. It was like Grant Williams guards Giannis better than anybody, and now it's like, does Horford guard Embiid as well as anybody, or at least good enough to let you win? And last night was certainly good enough. He had that early block. Um, that I think kind of set a little bit of a tone. And I'm not going to say Philadelphia played great. Like, I thought Maxie 
might have like a big night. He did not. Um, Embiid obviously did not have a big night. But I'll also credit some of that to the Celtics defense. Horford, Drew Holiday, like they're good. And they were still out there. Even though you were without Porzingis to protect the rim and you were without JB with the, the illness, that just showed you they are, I don't know what to call them because they lack traditional depth, which means your bench is good. But they're so deep in the top, like, six that they feel deep. I, like, I don't even know what that's called. Well, I don't, know, I don't know if there's something? a single word for it. I know what you're saying because it's like those guys can elevate their play if they need it. Like, yeah. they can all kind of fit in. Drew Holiday has no problem being the fourth or fifth leading scorer. Same with Derek White. But, oh, here's an opportunity where two guys are out, then I'll do it. And I can right. do it. And, like, that's that's amazing. And I know a lot is starting to be discussed about the backcourt, not just how they play, Drew Holiday and Derek White, but how in the NBA to not give a crap but have no ego is insanely rare. And to have yep. two of those guys on the same team is nuts. Th- those guys could honestly probably go two, three months without scoring 20 points in a game, without getting a final shot, any of that, and they'd be fine. And then Jalen Brown's out or Tatum's going to miss the game down the road. And it's like, hey, actually, we need you to get 25 tonight. Like, okay, fine. I can do it. Right. And, like, and that's, that's amazing. And that is the beauty of this team. And I know it's still early. We're in the honeymoon yeah. phase. We're talking about like beauty, and they're nine and two and best record, and their point differential. They're plus minus the whole thing. Everybody's raving about with Tatum on the floor, where he's like fifty something points better than Jokic. Yeah. Um, I know Scal was sort of spinning that into not a negative, but if you're picking nits, as my friend um, would say they are minus when he's not on the floor and like they got to find a combination that doesn't include Jason Tatum that can also play at a really high level. But no, I mean, they're, they're plus um, 13 and second is like plus eight in the NBA. Like they are significantly better than anybody else in terms of scoring. And I know they've had like 150 points that kind of sways your numbers a little bit. Oh um, yeah. Yeah. In a short sample, but no, I, and then I learned new players. I'm, I can be honest. Yeah, some guy named Svee comes in Svee. and it's a three immediately. I'm like, all I could hear in my head if they were home was like Svee for three. Be great. Like, oh I yeah, I don't even know what that was. No, yeah, like this guy, great. Like he was one of those guys they added. There's a handful of guys, and yeah. a lot of them haven't played right away. So you haven't, even if you're watching every single game, you haven't right. really gotten used to some of these guys because they normally go with Hauser, Horford, Pritchard off the bench, maybe the murder cornet. And now you got to go a little bit deeper without without yeah. Brown and, and Porzingis. And it's funny, just circling back to Maxi not having a great game, and I, I'm fully on board with with giving White and Holiday the credit for that because I think there's yep. going to be a lot of guards that play the Celtics this year and go, oh god, like these guys are relentless, and if it's not one, it's the other one. And I think it'll be it'll be great to watch the Bucks matchup and see how Damian Lillard does. I mean, Damian Lillard has torched good defenses his career, but. Guys like Lillard, Maxi, some of the other guards that they're going to face in the East, do they even have a chance? Or it's like, all right, right we got to find other ways to to kind of attack it's, the Celtics. I feel like especially guys like Maxi who aren't – like Dame Lillard is Dame Lillard. Like he's yeah, a yeah, Hall yeah. of Fame player. These guys that are kind of finding their own – like certainly they are – Maxi's figuring out where he fits in in the new-look Sixers with no James Harden, and, and he oh, fits yeah. in as an all-star caliber scorer is what he's going to fit in as with 50 points the other night. But I feel like some of those guys especially uh, are going to, or Jordan Poole, like that kind of guy who's figuring out who he is on his own. I think Drew Holiday and Derek White for guys like that are like, no, can we just like skip to the next game where I can get mine, so to speak, because tonight feels like it's going to be a struggle. And then 
The the one thing that is always going to be in the back of my mind is just the Mo- Joe Missoula. I said yes. this to Fitzy in um, we did a breaking Boston this morning, talking seas and big win and all that. But I've been watching the pregame shows where Scal does the little sit down with Missoula every pre- and I just I I don't know I, I'm just I'm not sure. I I would I would put it this way. I'm with you. I it feels like at least publicly. Perhaps his priorities are not in order. Like, if, right. again, if you're going to be picking fights with a beat writer, like, I don't really get the point of that. And it's it's also because last year we talked a lot about just the way he would even talk to, like, Abby Chin. Like, Abby's just trying to, like, for the team purposes, like, get an interview going and giving her, like, short non-answers and stuff. Right. You're like, what is the point of that? You're not Belichick. You're not Popovich. You just got the job. I don't, I don't really get it. I'm not saying, hey, you know, it's the most important thing to be liked by the media as a head coach. That isn't the most important thing. But to, I don't. It feels like you're spending time on it, and you should yeah. only be focused on this team and trying to get the best out of this team. And Scal, uh, listening to him yesterday with Jones and Mego in his weekly hit, said, first of all, he's a really smart guy. He's and he's like, I swear to you, he's really smart. Like Brad thinks he's really smart because I think he believes that intelligence doesn't always translate or reach through the media to the consumer to the fan and he also said and i think the word was respectful he scal wishes he was a little more respectful to the media Mm. and i thought that was a telling comment from you know all in green teamer like he yeah seriously in the inner circle of the celtics and i do think now it's one of those weird things you say he's trying, right? Like, I think he is trying to kind of have a certain personality or angst to him. The flip side is, I don't really, if, if I'm a true Celtics fan, and he's kind of a dink, let's just say his personality is he's a dink. He treats people disrespectfully, sometimes snarky, whatever. I'm a big believer, be yourself, and it'll work out better in the end. Like, it may rub us the wrong way. But if he suddenly starts to be quirky and funny and engaging, and, and that's not really his personality... I, I don't think that ends well either. So I would just say, whoever you are, Missoula, if this is who you are, if you're a young Belichick pop combo, then proceed, my friend. <laughs> Straight to the Hall of Fame. Like we, sure. We, we will absolutely take it. But, yeah, no, and sometimes, uh, like, if Scal's saying he's really, really smart, I mean, how many smart people do you know that maybe aren't the best in, like, social situations or, right. like, a regular conversation or a Q&A or, like, they, they sort Matt of take Patricia. things the wrong way? <laughs> Matt True, Patricia, right. very smart. Didn't handle it well in Detroit. Didn't handle some things well. Like he and and I'm not taking a shot at him. I like Matt, but just because you're a you know aeronautical engineer or whatever the hell we say, rocket scientist, yeah. doesn't mean you can do a press conference three days a week and interact in a productive way with the media and sort of all these things. You step in it sometimes. So maybe Joe Mazzulla is really smart. Maybe he is really basketball smart, which is really all that matters. This is really all we care about, right? Is is the fact that. Can he run a basketball team? Can he do it better this year than he did last year? Can he get the most out of a talented team and get them to where they need to go? Yeah, and, and I mean, it really comes down to his relationship with Tatum, Brown, White, Smart. The whole, I mean, not Smart, uh, you know, Horford, like the, the whole team. Like, it doesn't right. really matter how he feels with the beat writers. I just find it curious. Nope. I find it odd. And I didn't like a lot of his coaching decisions last year, too. It wasn't just a personality issue. Right. It was timeouts and things like that and – you know, emphasis like so stat driven. You know, for the record, I don't know if he, I don't. I didn't listen to his post game last night. I don't know if he said anything to Washburn because they did take fifty threes in the game. Uh, Big fitty. They well, they took eighteen in the third quarter. 
Yeah, that's a lot. That's a that's a ton of threes. Hey, they won though. They got a good road win. A w. So who are we to criticize? They did what they needed to do to get the win. No, and it's true. In some of their really big three nights that I can remember, like that were like past fifty, uh, not just under Missoula, I think under uh, Udoka, they lost those games. Like there was a couple of games where they took like fifty-five threes or something, it's fifty-seven threes, and they they lost. So you're right. It was a big part of the win, even though they didn't shoot over forty percent. They shot like thirty-six percent or so, and it was more than enough to beat Philly. So they're off tonight. They play Toronto tomorrow as they continue their road trip. Uh, again, a uh, a quick sprint of a Rich Keefe show here tonight so we come back we'll do a couple things get the latest on just the soap opera that is the new england patriots uh you know what's mac jones doing in two weeks what is bill belichick doing next year and we'll also bet the thursday night game which is a great one tonight ravens and Bengals. so it's the rich keith show with andy hart here on weei right now here is stiz with what's trending now here's what's trending on weei Trending now brought to you by Awaken 180. The Bruins have the next couple nights off. They're back on the ice Saturday night when they'll host the Montreal Canadiens at the TD Garden. Puck drop at 7 p.m. The Bruins are now 12-1-2 and are first in the standings. Celtics now hold the top spot in the East after beating the 76ers 117-107 in Philly last night. No Jalen Brown, no Chris Tapps Porzingis, no problem. Both were out. Jason Tatum stepped up. He led all scorers with 29 points. Derek White had 29 points as well. Drew Holiday had 18. Al Horford had 14. Coach Joe Mazzula spoke on how inspiring Al Horford has been. It's, it's the most inspiring thing for me as a coach is to watch him. Uh, and, uh, you know, why? I mean, he's out. Like, one, he's two years older than me, so I get to coach a guy that's older than me. That's fun. Secondly, he's one of the most selfless, humble um, people that you have, and literally, uh, he will do anything to win. And, you know, we can't do what we do as a team if you don't have a guy like that at the top. Thursday night football tonight as the 5-4 and four Bengals are in Baltimore to face the 7-3 and three Ravens. You can catch that game right here on WEI 8.50 a.m. Our Westwood One coverage begins at 7.30. And the BC Eagles are in Pittsburgh tonight. They're going against the Panthers kickoff at 7 p.m. The Eagles now 2-6 and six on the season. That game will be right here on WEI. Our coverage begins at 6.30. Awaken 180 weight loss. Learn how Awaken 180 has a 98% customer satisfaction rating. Proven results when you choose the solution for weight loss at Awaken 180. I'm Stiz. That's what's trending now on WEI and WEI.com. More Rich Keefe Show coming up. It's the Rich Keefe Show on WEEI. WEEI. Save us as a favorite on the Odyssey app. And take Boston Sports Original everywhere you go. All right, back here on the Rich Keefe Show. WEEI with Andy Hart, as he is every Tuesday and Thursday. And Hart, here's my uh, Patriots take du jour. You ready for this? Sure. I believe that everybody in the world is saying Mac Jones should be benched, and apparently all of his teammates are kind of whispering that as well. Because of that, I feel even stronger that Bill Belichick's going to keep him as the starting quarterback. Okay, so we had the first taste of that with practice, right? Which yeah. felt like a uh, production. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, suddenly we get like, no, not just stretching and drills. You guys want like a dozen plays of, of offense? Yeah, why don't you guys hang out, watch for a while? So that whole thing felt ridiculous. But when I was doing Bragg TV last night, what? I... Like, if you really boil it down, every quarterback not named Mac Jones has been cut this year, some multiple times. Right. They stink. And I know yeah. he stinks, too, 
but he stinks less. Even in this game, we're all hot and bothered of his two red zone throws, right? One should have been picked, one was picked. Well, he got you in the red zone. He went 15 of 20. Like, you can do worse. And I think Bailey Zappi is significantly worse. That's why my only option is Will Greer. Even though we did the little stat exercise the other night. Yeah, not great. (laughs) He's had a rough go of it himself. So I don't think it's that hard. Once you get past the emotion, like you benched him. I think he pulled an Andy Hart. Like, I'm emotional. I'm reactionary. I think he just said, sit your ass down. I'm done with you. And then probably was like, he's still our best quarterback. Like, if I'm going to do what's in the best interest of the football team and play the best players, like, that's what coaches say, right? Right. Isn't that still Mac? Yeah, I mean, sadly, I I don't think the gap is as wide as you do between Mac and Zappi, but I still think Mac is better. I think, you know, if Bailey Zappi was available multiple times this year, no NFL team claimed him. Will Greer was available. He's bounced around the league. Malik Cunningham, even after he flashed in preseason, was available multiple times. Nobody claimed him. If Mac Jones was available, somebody would claim him. Now, it doesn't mean... Doesn't mean he'd be great. Doesn't mean he'd go in there. Like, you know, Orlovsky, his, his texting buddy, you hear him today? He's like, if he was on the Browns, it'd be in the playoffs. You're like, all right, just leave it alone. Stop talking about Mac Jones. You're not helping yourself. Like, you need to move on from that. But, I'm more with Jet Julian Edelman. I was reading some of his comments on the herd. I didn't actually hear the audio, but I'm more in his world. Like Confidence is gone. Confidence and just yeah. like, if you're the guy, you're the guy. Like, no more excuses. Like, he definitely poo-pooed the whole three offensive coordinators. He's like, really, it's two, because McDaniels and O'Brien is the same. So I can give you credit for two in three years. But he, and we, I know Julian Edmonds a hardo, like, kind of like sure. I am. Like, yeah, we make plays, not excuses. We do what we do, whatever. Good but line. Yeah. I kind of agree with him, right? Like, yeah. you can, there's always going to be excuses for Mac or any quarterback. Like, something's not going to be perfect. That's the job. That's well, I just the... feel like it's not it's you know out of market. Like we don't watch every single snap of uh, again my guy Baker Mayfield's tenure in Cleveland or right. Ryan Tannehill when he started out in Miami. And like, just look at some of the coaches that those guys had—head coaches, coordinators, players. Like, but we don't do that. It's like, oh, that guy sucks. It's like, well, well how was his offensive line? Who was his best receiver? Who was his best like uh, mm. coordinator? And so we're seeing it here. I think also. So many fans, and it makes sense. Like he's a first round pick. Like you want him to be good. Unfortunately, he's, he's not. Not. He's, he's not, not the guy. Not. Sorry, Mac. On. You're not the guy. You're, you right, ain't before, it. Before we get out of here, we got to give our Thursday night football picks. Also, our Thursday night football records, where Stiz and I are both five, three, and one. I Andy know. Hart is a very impressive one, seven, and one. Oof. I stiz. I feel like we should probably have Hart go first, and yeah. then we just take the opposite. Yeah, and we're absolutely. gonna be cruising. <laughs> Come on, it's easy money. <laughs> Hart, okay. where do you have it? So it's Bengals, Ravens. Ravens are at home, and they are four point favorites. Ooh, four. Four. I'll take it. I thought it was three and a half. So give me Bengals plus four. I'm rooting. I love the Bengals. I love Joe. Go Bengals. Damn. I also wanted the Bengals. I even wrote down the Bengals. I'm gonna stick with it, even though Hart oh. put the jinx on them. And now I can't even make up ground. <laughs> well, not on me. Where are you going, Stiz? I am taking the Ravens. Oh, okay. Yep. There you Give go. me the Ravens. Very good. He's uh, quick Where's prop. Steve? I'm gonna I'm gonna pile on my Jamar Chase is plus one fifteen for an anytime touchdown. So plus money on Chase. No T Higgins. So I'm definitely going with a uh, Chase touchdown. Uh, I I'm taking the Bengals. Bengals defense not great. Mark Andrews has been a little dry getting to the end zone. Plus one sixty. Mark Andrews anytime TD. Very good, Stiz. Lamar Jackson, anytime Tutty, plus 140. All right, very good. So there you go. Uh, 
Me and Harder on the Bengals. Stiz is on the Ravens. And then we got uh, anytime touchdowns for Jamar Chase, Mark Andrews, and Lamar Jackson. Hart, what a show. Holy mackerel. <laughs> Barely made it, but we made it. We did. We did. Oh, get that podcast up, Stiz. People are going to want to relive that last half oh, hour. Yeah. <laughs> it was the best and only. That'll do it for us. We'll talk to you next Tuesday, Hart. Have a great uh, weekend and everything else. Coming up next, Boston College football. Boston College football is next. I will be back on tomorrow solo. Me and Stiz tomorrow starting at 6, so get in there. Plenty of time for your phone calls tomorrow. Everybody have a great night. We'll talk to you then.